Welcome to Put Them on the Glass Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope everything's great in your life. We're going to discuss some auto glass. We're going to discuss some other things. You're going to get my viewpoint on the world. So, buckle up. Put Them on the Glass Podcast. Alright, thanks for tuning in to Put Them on the Glass Podcast. Today we have a super special guest. This guy is multi-talented. Uh, he is half a, of the dream team that's going to change this auto glass industry. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Good morning, everybody. My name is Steven Negron from Auto Glass Direct. I am the other half of Michael McCarthy in the team of Auto Glass Direct. Good, 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 good. So how many years you been in this? I would say roughly about. I was in and out the industry a little bit when I was younger, and then I stayed in it, you know, fully solid. Uh, I would say if I had to put it all together, right under 15 years, Okay. I would say. yeah, 15 years is a, is a good mark for the industry, um, but that being that it's on, been on and off for the 15 years, it kind of makes it like, uh, I don't know, like, we'll get and talk about it here in a few minutes with the tools and different things like that, but yeah, uh, yeah, 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 so... Um, so I've asked a few people this, and it's it's something that I've gotten some feedback on. So what is your definition of a hack? Definition of a hack. Okay, so this is when you go to a job, let's say if you make an error and you cannot correct it. Um, you know, there's, there's other things like even today between a tech and a parts changer, we could get into that in a little bit, but but, you know, previously they used to call a guy a technician and that a technician to me is a guy that could fully complete the job and then knows what to do, you know, if he's in a situation, you know, more of a, a parts changer, installer, you know, a guy, if there's an issue with anything, you know, if he gets hung up and he don't know how to correct that, you know, to me, that's, that's like an hack, you know, Perfect. I know some guys say with the wipers up, of course, I mean, all that is basic, you know. If they can't even take a cowl off, that's basic (laughs) hackery to me, you know. But uh, me, I look into it more uh, deeper into the job. You know, if you come across an error, if something happens, uh, you know, knowing what type of molding to use for the vehicle to make it look correct. um, All the little things like that, to me, you know, is more of a hack. Not just a guy that, you know, shooting 428, five degrees outside, you know, not priming glass. You know, those are basic steps that you should know. I feel like the hack is beyond like an old school type of guy. You know, if you're using cold knives and long knives, I don't consider you a hack because no, no, no. I know I know older guys that, you know, that's all they use and they know they mastered that technique of using that. You know, I have nothing against that if you use it correctly. Yo, brother. You know, some guys say hey, you give yeah. guy a long knife and he carves up the car. I seen guys fillet a, a urethane bead like they're filleting a fish. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. No, I, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, how did he just do that? You know? I question <laughs> it because it's beyond my time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel you. We got a guy at work that uh, he's a cold knife expert. Like, I, I was right. decent with a cold knife, but I wouldn't right. say I was good with a cold knife. But this dude is, like, saving tempered parts without moldings and not scratching anything with a fucking yeah. cold knife. And I'm like, damn, dude, how how the fuck you fucking do that, bro? So, yeah. well, you kind of touched on it a little bit then. So, your definition of someone who is good in the industry, because there's not really a term for them, like there is the hack. You guys call them a technician because I say they're on point or that guy's works clean. So you well, guys would call them yeah, a technician? Like I said, they, a technician now in the autoglass industry, I say is more of a guy that's completing the job from installing it to recalibrating it. Yes. That's a technician to me. Yeah. So if you're an installer, you know, that's just a person that takes the parts in and out. Does a great job, but you're just an installer. Yes, sir. You know, you might, you might be dabbling in the ADOS. You might know a little bit. You know, you don't have the full experience yet. You still have to ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's more of an installer to me. So how did you get past the asking questions? Um, uh, like, because I get when the ADAS came in, like all of us have gotten to the point where we're just like, okay, this is something we've got to figure out now. And this is things, yeah. that, you know, so like what resource did you use to get better? Or did you just use sheer mental fortitude to figure this shit out? Um. Well, we had a bit, ba- you know, me and Mike have a... We come from a car background, so, you know, building cars, tweaking them, electrical, 
mechanical, you know, like we, we lived around the cars. Like me, ever since the beginning, uh, I started working, I couldn't get away from a car. I will go do a different job and then I will be a mechanic. You know, no matter mm-hmm. what I did, I was always drawn to a vehicle. So someone electrically, running. mechanically. So that's how it started. And then, you know, once we, st- we were doing glass and then the ADOS came, we knew a, like a, a basis of it. But as the cars evolve, the technology evolves, you have to learn with the curve. So, you know, I made a network of all the guys that were doing ADOS. And then, you know, we just stayed tight knit. You know, we had a group of people. I could call the guy anytime. We could call each other. You know, bounce ideas off each other, or but you, you were throwing it out there on Facebook. You were just like, "Hey, like I got a guy." Yeah, Facebook, it's like hit or miss, though, because yeah. there's real guys on there, and then there's guys that you know, they're just on there for shits and giggles, you know. Yeah. So me, yeah. I'm not really on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, but I'm not really into it as much as Mike. Let's say, yeah, you know, but I'm still on there picking out who I need to talk to and stuff like that. You know, the real guys out there that are you know really doing it. So because you're in that position of uh, hiring and firing and you're in that decision making, what do you look for in a trainee? Someone who has a car background or because I know for me, I don't it's very hard when you get a guy that comes from another shop, per se, like another glass shop. But if he has like an auto body background, I really like to lean hard on that guy if I can get him in. What's your what's your stance on that? Um, I mean, the mechanical background is a plus. Yes, but. It's more what I see is that they have to have some type of passion into it that makes them learn because they could have this skill and they could come to the job and, and they don't have the passion, you know, to learn. Like I, we have a new guy now, you know, he's a, he's like a legit passionate car guy, rebuilt his pickup truck. He has like a 1970 something. He rebuilt it. Nice. Welds, you know, he has like a well-rounded basis. So we started training him and he has, you know, he has the passion and skill to apply to the job so like him i could see him in a year and then he's going to be you know doing four or five jobs with recals a day you know probably no issue that's 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 what's up you know it's not yeah yeah it's just it's not for me like for us to find like a regular mechanic person and then take them in and train them it depends on the person you know because if you put your head into the game like really it could be months until like you you obtain a good set of skills doing the glass. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then the way we are, we have the work. So you're going to see the work. You're going to see the difference from older cars to newer cars, all different types of calibrations. So, you know, we have the work to, to teach you, you know, mm-hmm. how to proceed in the future. Yeah. But like I said, it's more of the mindset of the person than actually the knowledge. Yes. Yeah. You, you, I like hearing that. So now I'm going to bounce. You know what into, I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm going to bounce into what I've been, what I've been itching to talk to you about. Okay. So guys, listen to this. So anybody who knows the Autoglass Direct team knows, you know, they have this passion forward. They got this path they're going through. But one of my favorite sections I look forward to every week is Tool Talk Tuesday. I believe it's called. And it usually comes out on Instagram first, and then it'll hit the rest of them. Or maybe it's YouTube first and hits the rest of them. I try to like everyone I see. And the man that you guys are listening to right now, to me, has one of the most unique skill set approaches to his tool selection and everything when it comes to a job. So go ahead, Steve. Explain to us your, your selection when you get up to a car, how you approach, what tool you're going to use, and why. All right. So like I even tell my guys, you know, because they when I'm training guys that we go up to a job and they're like, oh, what am I going to use? I said, I I can't tell you that. I said, as a technician, you need to come observe the vehicle and see what you need to bring to the job to, you know, replace that cleanly and properly. So it, it changes a lot with the newer vehicles to the older vehicles. Some of the older vehicles, you know, I grew up. On cold knives, and long knives, and extractors. You know, that's how I started. Yes, sir. Same here. You know, even um, like, you know, previous shops, I went out years ago. That's how I learned. But they didn't have the skill or the knowledge, you know, they even sharpen the blade the right way to me, you know, to actually use it. So once uh, wire tools came, you know, me and Mike were killing ourselves out there. Like, there's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. And then we seen, like, the Equalizer Viper come out. We tried that. It was so so. It wasn't the best thing out there. The cup was too small. 
I, I, the compass my, through. Well, we did a lot one. of R and I's, a lot of body shops. So I was like, yeah. oh, this is great. And it was even worse for like an encapsulated quarter to, you know, run metal line on the outside. Yep. We didn't have fiber line. It was just metal, metal. at the time. Yeah, ripcord so, was the first know, one, right? I think ripcord was yeah. one of the first ones, yeah. Yep. But we started using that, and I was like, ah, this thing's it's more of a pain and, you know, time-consuming than that. Um, and then once we found out about the fiber line, you know, that changed everything, man. The fiber line is just it's so universal, the strength. Um, like I said, I was doing a lot of body shops, so pulling out a quarter, you know, with like a rammer jammer or, uh, you know, some type of the, like a putty knife yep, yep. to slide it out, chop it out. You, you do mess up a car. Mm -hmm. You could really mess up a car. You know, yeah. I've seen guys pull them out, cut the body, this, that, Especially you know, if gets... they're, they're blending the part and you scratch someplace that just kind of isn't going to be seen too well. Then they got right. like the whole thing. Again. And then the way these new glasses are, the like, let's say a RX, the Lexus, that thing's all the way, the glass goes all the way to the corner. <laughs> you know, I actually, why I, I wanted to test myself and I actually batted one of those out. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, you didn't even, you didn't separate the uh, encapsulation from the glass. You actually were no, able to bat it out. I got it. I got it. I, Cause I did the cup on the body technique, yeah. double looped it, double looped, you it. know, all, all that uh fun stuff listen guys right there that right there yeah. explains to you the skill set that this man has because like i'm not even gonna lie the first one of those lexuses i did i fucked it up man like no I yeah yeah it, it was like yeah they had already they had already quoted it with the insurance company to replace it but they wanted yeah. me to try to save it and like that line came right through the fucking encapsulation under no nah, like, yeah at oh, that point God, yeah it's over serious, yeah bro but now, I've gotten to the point, like you're talking about, the outside technique with the double loop and a little bit of water and stuff, taking your time, but yeah. 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 I fucked one up. I've seen a few guys do that online, and then, um, no, nah, it, worked, it worked good. Yeah. It really worked good. Yeah. So, um, you've just pretty much learned this from trial and error. Like, how much error has been involved with what you got going on? Because you seem like you've got a very uh, tactile way of working. And like you right. say, with your training, um, where did that come from? Like, where did that, did you have a lot of fuck ups or did, does things just nah, come easy I mean, to you? I never really like cut a pinch weld off or like anything like that. Um, you know, of course, like everybody scratches a car here and there, but I never, I never really had like extensive damage where I had to go to a body shop type of situation to get repaired. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of. Once the tools started coming out and applying different techniques mm -hmm. to the different vehicles, and then it just comes over time. You need the experience to learn, to understand, and then you build your own technique. Did you practice anywhere? Like, I know for my first year, like, this is before. No, why? I mean, mostly I, body, I had body. I, we had a, our business shifted from, we had a lot of body shops, a lot of smaller things. And then, you know, mm -hmm. times change. Yeah. Prices go up. You know, yep. you'll lose customers. It's just a natural progression in a business yeah and you know in the beginning i had a lot of body shops and then you know that's how i pretty much started off you know just like any of these other companies or so, like one man teams or whatever they call it small companies you yeah know. so so your advice to a guy who's trying to learn this is obviously with experience but if he's not seeing a lot of if he can get a body shop because like like I say, you need, I, I spent a lot of yeah. time in a junkyard my first year with a cold knife and an express. Listen, not, not, not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea because it's not liable. Yeah. You know, if, if you, you know, if you don't have the basic technique, I would recommend that. You know, if you could go to your local body shop, be like, hey, pay me, you know, whatever, just to get some poles for you. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a great way to learn. It definitely mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Because yeah. I know a lot of guys who will go through these classes, which, you know, I'm an instructor of, and I've got my bias and everything, but they'll yeah. get windshield time, but they won't get the other part time, like corners and sides and door glasses. You know, there's only so much you can cover in a week. So, you know, like, I, I always like to try to give people different avenues. Um, yeah. You know, if they're, if they're traveling up to New Jersey in New York area and they want a job, best place to stop is with you guys for real, because you're going to get the training you need. But a lot of these guys that are listening, like, not a lot. I mean, I'm I'm guesstimating because I don't even know my audience size really. But like, yeah, like they're not getting a lot of the 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 practice with this stuff. They're buying these bats and they are filleting pinch welds and they are no. Fucking, I, from what I see online, yeah. it's a nightmare. Yeah, I seen guys yeah. cut like uh, Toyotas up, like anything that hangs over the glass hangs over. I mean, What's it's a nightmare for but... that. What's your technique for the overhang? Um, I use all like uh, what do I have? 
I have like the WD metal uh, sticks that you could put in yep. the urethane yep. to glide it up. I have um, what's his name? Autoglass Evolution. Yeah, Ricky Keister. What what is it? I think Ricky. It's, I use yeah. Ricky's uh the plastic protectors. Yeah, how good are those? those? I've been wanting to get a set. They're good, man. They're good. Yeah. I mean, listen for the couple dollars. I give it to my guys. There's like six or seven of them, and almost covers the whole thing. Right. You know, it, like I said, it goes back to technique. When it's like that, and my guys are new to like let's say Wyatt's wools or. They're not that comfortable using them. I'll mm -hmm. tell them to punch the bottom out with an extractor. Yep. Pull yep, the yep. line through, cut the windshield three quarters, and it, it it eliminates that you know that error. Yeah. No. And you know. So that's a very good a very good tip right there, guys. Is when there you, you have the overhang, like what Steve said, you start. I usually start passenger side outside so I can watch my blade. Like I'm mm -hmm. in the a door open and okay, and then I'll cut the bottom out now i don't have to do it so much anymore because i've been using the wire a long time and i right. have the sticks but if you're nervous about that why take the chance of fucking up a pinch weld just express right. that along the bottom extract it express it these are all the same terms for the because equalizer has the express which is the dewalt base and extractor is the milwaukee base that it's a certain company called extractor they have their own blades and everything they're completely different but it means the same thing you're using a reciprocating saw to go across the bottom to get that loose now you don't have to worry about it now you can do your top three sides and you have a safe installation because you haven't cut the pinch weld off so i like that steve i like that that approach that you're telling yeah, the guys right right yeah. if it has an overhang then i say okay go ahead and do it and then you know mm -hmm. always watch the vin number you know the basic things you have to watch out for when uh you know you use a wire tools yeah you know pulling in the pillars from the inside pins on the top you know, is another thing yeah, you have to watch on, for. Yeah, depends on the top. Like, the, the cord will cut through them as long as, like, Toyotas, you really have to be careful on Toyotas because that, that little uh, yeah, setting pin. those tabs, can, they come oh, right off. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, if you could separate that two-sided tape and get under there with a uh, plastic pry tool and make it go around that. But as long as you're between the clip and the body, a lot of times with the right kind of clamp you can cut right through those plastic tabs but you don't yeah. want to take the chance make sure that you like steve said you get you figure out how you're going to go around them like for sure and then you pull the pillars on the inside depending on what vehicle yeah like i'll tell the guys like if i know it catches by mm -hmm. the dash and the pillar a lot yep. you know i'll tell them just remove it if it's two screws couple clips yep i said just remove it and it's it's not an issue you know if you have a cloth interior you know how those pull and it gets uh -huh. messed up Yep. You know, little things like that. Just, just to, you can make your job a nightmare. Just remove it and then be done with it. Yeah, exactly. Be done with it. Take what it needs. And once you get efficient at those things, tell them, Steve, once you get become efficient at those things, oh, you're just forget it. Once, like, you, yeah, I'll show you. Like, I'll get on a wire tool. I'll take it out cleaner than a knife. And then, you know, probably a minute faster. And then I have no strain on my body. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I see guys, they go yeah. out, yeah, three, four jobs at their coal knife, guys. They get tired. Very they tired. do get fatigued driving around, cold out, you know. Yeah, we're going to talk about, like, I'm going to have an episode. Uh, I have some good resources in the, the medical field. And we're going to talk about, I'm going to have another one about taking care of your body. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I'm 45. And I'm obviously not getting any younger. And my workload yeah. is, like, I'm right behind there. you. All my guys, too, they're, like, 40, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. and you got to take care. That's where setting tools come in, where the back comes in, um, you know. We finally got one of our guys to convert over to a bat. The guy's telling you about with the cold knife after a carpal tunnel surgery. I'm like, dude, this isn't as hard on your body. It's not, you know, he still uses yeah. cold knife from time to time, but he had to have carpal tunnel surgery. Right. So yeah, yeah. So um, on the on the line of protection with that, uh, do you guys have them put covers down? Is that is it like is that something that you guys push for, or do you just try to make sure that they're making sure they're not doing any damage? Well, like a dish. Dash cover? Uh, dash cover outside, like you throw a blanket over the hood. Oh, like, depends uh, on the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, some guys will tape off the edges. Like my, you know, I let them use their own technique, but I do want protection. So if it's either the hood cover, some guys tape up, you know, the corners, mm -hmm. the hood area, so nothing gets scratched. You know, um, a lot of the guys have big dash protectors where they could put like two, and it almost covers the whole dash. Yep, yep, that's so why. So it comes up like that to so the pillars, everything like mm -hmm. that. Do you um, make your own, or do you do they buy them somewhere? Um, some guys made their own, but you know, if they're out there, I just buy them from like, I, I got like, uh, a set from Ricky too, yeah. like the wide ones or the Panther ones or whatever he sells. Yeah. Big shout out to Ricky, I got a Ricky, set of those. Man. Big shout yeah, out. Yeah, man. He, he got, he got, he got a lot of goodies it. that you, you know, he got a lot it, of the man. goodies that you need. I need to get him on here too. Cause I'm going to start doing like a, a business spotlight with these guys that sell the tools. 
have them come on for like a five or ten minute session i can throw on it and during a show or something like that because yeah yeah I, I, as i get listenership you know more and more people it's going to be better so and i'm definitely going to have you and mike back on at different points too so yeah, do man. you stand over the guys um when they're working when you're training them or do you just kind of hang back in the van and, and if they're going to make a mistake you stop them or how do you approach that one um, I, no, I don't stand back. I do watch them. You know, I do guide them as they're going, you know? So like, if I see something, you know, if that's going to cause an issue, I'm going to address it. You know, I'm not going to let them, I'll explain to them what they're doing and how's it going to affect them. You know, let's say on the set of the windshield, you know, yeah. of you sliding in across the pro set and mm-hmm. you're twisting it the wrong way. You're not going under the fender, the hood. Yeah. You know, if I catch something, I'm going to stop them and explain to them before yeah. it happens. You yeah. know, gotcha. um, so let's move on to urethane placement. Um, there's glass guys, there's body guys. This is a heated debate. How do yeah. you train? Um, what What do you train to, say, if someone is a body shooter? How do you train that? I understand glass is pretty easy to train to, but if someone shoots the body, mm. how do you train to that? I mean, because you got to keep it 90. And somebody like me, like, I shoot the glass out of necessity because... I yeah. will shoot the body sometimes, but I got like these real short ass T Rex arms. So and a yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, no, I got the same not, thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, if I'm shooting the body to keep it at the ninety to push it down into place, like to make sure I fill the the voids and everything. How would you train someone like me for that? Um, I mean, listen, I do like it shooting the glass, but as we know, if you don't know your exact lineage, you know, mm-hmm. it's you know, your exact position on the glass, you could miss the bead on the body. You know, yep. Yep. from doing other installs, I've seen a lot of this. I guess like over the years, it, it became more popular. We've been doing it for, I don't even know, maybe five plus years. I, I, I shot glass previous, mm-hmm. not as much as I do now mm-hmm. because of like, let's say a transit van, yep. you know, they're moldingless. Yep. So what I, I see is when I apply to the glass, there's less urethane coming out the side of the glass. Less oozage. Absolutely. Less oozage. So... A lot of these new cars, like a full fusion, uh, that's a, like a, we call it like a moldingless glass. Yep. You know, I seen transits that were destroyed before and the guys put like pulgum or some type of underside molding oh to God. hide all yeah. that. Jeeps, you know, and I'm like, as soon as I go to the job, I, I know what it is. I'm like, this is, you know, and I'll explain yep. to the customer, listen, if I got to put Prima higher, you might see it. You might see it. You know, this is, this is just what it is before. I even touched the vehicle. Yep. Naked you know, edge because glass, of previous job. Yeah. Naked edge glass, you walk up and you see that. 202 or that filler molding and you're just yeah like, yeah uh, pug three pug six or yeah. something going on you know <laughs> you're just like, so fuck. yeah i'll teach them on the body first yeah. because i mean that's the definitely the most accurate way to yeah, align it with that. the glass but if you get a good brand glass so let's say a dealer glass some of them have the the lanes yep. already on the glass then at that point you know i say you could go ahead and shoot it because you know exactly where it's going yeah you know, some glasses I stay away. Some glasses I will do. It all it all depends. Yeah, I'm an OG glass shooter. I've, I've been shooting glass since 05. Um, I had a, when I was taught, I was taught on the body as well, you know. And, yeah. you know, the overlap instead of the cutting butt where you clean out your tip and then you butt them up together and you butter them together. I was taught to overlap, you know, all of them. Overlap yeah. my beads and then butter them together. When, like, 2005, it was like a November, man. I had, like, six leaks right in a row and i just didn't i was just like confused as hell as what was going on which it back then i didn't understand prep as well because it wasn't taught they just came in and they gave you all the answers to the test and then they didn't really teach you anything but like i had a mentor of mine come in and be like dude shoot the glass anywhere that you can tell because back in 05 we didn't have a lot of overhangs you just didn't i didn't even know if there was any so you know right it was straight straight to the bottom of the like the pins world that's it yeah so like he was like, just shoot the glass, and you know you've got contact, you know you've got everything. So once mm-hmm. I started shooting the glass, man, the amount of leaks that I had were pretty much none. So for right. me, it was like more of a necessity. And I think, to be honest with you, it's because I couldn't keep my gun at a 90, and it, it was more of like a 45. And I kind of rolled the beat, like, yeah. Yes, I was rolling the beat a lot, I think, yeah. because I couldn't keep it straight up and push it into that old uh, map, that old road map. And also, I think... I think overlap is an acceptable technique, but the cutting butt, in my opinion, I call it the cutting butt. You like stop it and then you like clean the end of your tip out and then you butt it up against that old one and you let some come out first 
yeah. before you start yeah. moving. That's what I call the cutting butt. So I, I, I do that now because I could do it clean. Like the guys, like they try to mimic it, but I tell them don't because yeah. they leave, they'll leave a, I could see that they leave a little gap, a little air hole or something like that. I said, listen, mm-hmm. until you could get it, you know, your, your motion right. And then, you know, oh. your technique of shooting right. Yep. Overlap it, you know, overlap, overlap it, it, squeeze them together. Yeah. And that's it for now. Until you know, until you get the full technique, I can see it. Yeah. And then I would tell you, you know, go ahead with, you know, tip because I can almost do tip to tip, and yeah. then just a slight paddle, and the thing looks, looks like look it came out one like piece. Factory, yeah. No, you know, just because we have the motion so much. Yep. It, it is muscle memory. It really is. Yeah. It, it comes down yeah. to muscle memory, and like sometimes I'll shoot one hand. These guys try to do it. I said, listen, yeah. it, it's something I might do. I've been doing it for so long. Yep. You know, you could try to mimic it, but it might be harder for you. If you try to mimic it, learn it with expired product on a piece of glass or a car that you're not putting the windshield back in. Right. Because bead, I think bead application is second to setting to make sure you have a good job. A hundred percent. It's everything today. Between that, the setting, right, the prep and everything, it's a hundred percent, you know, one of the mains. I think the least critical is getting it out. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, you want to make sure you don't do damage, but the least critical and the easiest part of the job nowadays is getting the glass out. It's like, yeah, I would say taking it apart. It's, you know, yeah. the newer cars are really, it's pretty easy. Yep. Pretty not as bad. Like we were fighting old school, you know, doing a. Dude, how many silhouette vans did you do back in the day? Like I just watched I a video know. of Wacker doing a silhouette van where he used the pro set. Dude, I used to fucking, I would set those by myself. A silhouette? What is that? The Chevy? That, yeah. That big, that big freaking, uh. Oh, Venture Van, the Silhouette. Oh, a 1297 yeah, or something the, like that? dips well far oh under the hood. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I, I used to pull the hoods on those because they're so light. I never, I never oh. setting tool. That's a tool, man. Yeah, I used to pull the hoods, exactly. Pull the hoods, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then the bead, I had to modify, you know, make it a bigger V-bead. Oh, taller bead, yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, because thing, most make of sure the time, yeah. the molding and uh, I haven't even seen one up. of those. No, no, I haven't seen one in a long time, but I, I just watched a video of Wacker that he reposted up of doing one of those with a pro set by himself. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that is some fucking G shit right there. Because those nah, fucking yeah, windows he, are heavy. They were he does good. some challenging things with the pro set, 100%. Yes, like, he yes, pushes he it with it, with it, 100%. Yes. And what Steve touched on there, guys, and I'm going to reiterate, is make sure your bead height is correct. Judge it. Take it off of the body. Look what you need to put on there. Because those bead notches that come in your boxes, they're not always 100% correct. You yeah, sometimes they're not. Yeah, sometimes they're too small. But yeah. basic regular four door sedan, maybe, you know, but once you get into a truck or, I mean, a bigger windshield like that, something with encapsulated moldings that, you know, doesn't sit, you know, 100%. How you, know, you want is, that glue to reach. Yeah. How important is sharpening your tools? How much do I, I sharpen them? No, no. How important is it? Like, explain to oh, you guys no, how that, important that, it is. That's everything. Sharpening the, the coal knives, uh, even the, the extractor blades. I mean, it's everything. I mean, keeping it sharp. I feel like keeps the damage away from everything, yep. from you, from the vehicle, and then make sure you use a lubricant. Not with really with the coal knives, but yep. you know with the extractor blades. Yep. A lot of guys using water. Mm-hmm. You know, get a real a Sika slick or some yep. type of lubricant that you could use against the urethane. Yep. I mean, right there, that makes night and day difference. So you go to a job that beats seventeen inches on the bottom. Yep. You know, with lube and a sharp blade, you're gonna go right through that. You're not gonna get no kickouts. Yep. You know, nothing like that, hitting a dash, you know, and nothing. Yep. You know, once I show, like, my guys with extractors, um, you know, even a new guy, I, I explain to him, keep it sharp, watch your angles, use protection, use lube. And, Maybe. you know, once I tell him those simple steps, you know, let me knock on wood, but I, I, ha- I never had nothing come back with damage like that. Yep. That's important, guys. Like, even with your uh, WRD blades, you switch them out a lot, but they're coming with the ability to sharpen them now. And... Those BTB blades, your scraper blades, your yeah. just just change the blade or sharpen the blade or yeah. because if it cuts easier, you're gonna have more control over that tool than if not. Like cause that tool will get away from you if it's dull. Always keep your blade sharp. I mean, I learned that from an older guy with a long knife. And he said mm-hmm. always use a new blade. Yep. I mean, like guys will go into the day with a blade that's like it looks like it been through the wall. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like I said for pennies, you know, you you'll cut. I cut myself back in the day. You can even ask Mike. I was cutting out a quarter yep. on like a van, and I was using a long knife. I don't know why. I had to get a piece that I couldn't yeah. get. Yeah. This is before wire tools, everything. So, uh-huh. yeah, you used. So I went knife. in. I had a 
like 80% of it was it out. I was like trying to fillet the inside, just a little piece of urethane. I slipped right into the pinky. Oh yeah. You know, and, and that was, a uh, you know, yeah, that, that's so what you only, get yeah. when you use dull tools. Anytime I damaged myself is because the blade was dull. The blade 100% dull. my blades were dull, like a coal knife. Mm-hmm. I used to use the old ones like nunchucks with the cable. Yep. And I, you know, that came out the glass dull, broke out the windshield, whipped around, stabbed me. Yep. You know? Oh yeah. So not only does it, is it make the job easier and you got more control, but it's less likely. A hundred percent. Less likely you're going to do injure yourself. And if you do injure yourself, right. it's going to be a clean cut. It's going to be an right. easy fix with some super glue. Just it is some black tape. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Tape it up. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. I've, I've done that. So. All right, so we've we've talked about techniques, the tools, and everything, guys. So you know that he's so, got he's on point. What is the future for Steve? Where are you going, brother? Because uh, I'm excited. You guys got me all hopped up and shit. Like, what what is your plan, man? How are you attacking this game? I mean, my plan is to you know I want to build up and train, you know, auto glass techs and from start to finish. You know, even if you have no experience to some experience. You know, we'll take you on here and sharpen you up, you know, to be, you know, an auto glass slayer. An auto glass there, slayer. You know? That's auto awesome. glass slayer, yeah, yeah. you know. I like that. You need to get stickers made up. And when your guys hit that point, you need to give them a patch or a sticker that they can display. And then we take them knowing that they're the slayer. That's right. You know? You're now the slayer. Like, like you're going to have some fucking, you, you've got the skill set. You've been Steve approved. Yeah. And my guys are good. You know, they're, they're on Facebook. They're looking around. You know, yeah. they, they, they see what's going on elsewhere and everything like that. So, you know, they bring that to the table. And then I tell them, you know, like this technique, that technique, you know, the, even to me to this day. The thing is with this industry, you're always learning. Always. Tomorrow could be another day. I'm going to learn something that I don't know, you know, on installation, calibration, anything. That's a mindset and that, you guys that, need that, to take. That, yeah, that goes back to the mindset and the passion because you need it. To yep. progress you know yeah. if you're just a call knife long knife guy where are you going to be in today's world well once you think you've got it mastered you know? then you've already set yourself back you don't master right. this you get no. to a point of understanding to where you can figure right. out and you're a good problem solver but the right. minute you think that there's nothing left for you to learn you're done you're right yeah. right yeah okay so how do you uh work life balance it sounds like mike's got a uh his work life balance is a little bit more uh passionate than others uh what's your yeah. work-life balance like um yeah i mean listen i it's i'm all about the business also yep. i'm in there 24 7 if needed you know there's there's nothing else priority wise like besides the business yeah, yeah. you know so well, you know me and him are like at the forefront of it yeah, he's more in the business problem. end you know he's more on the business end you know he gets up there pushing accounts this that you know, and then I'm in the field most of the time. I'll train the guys, you know, do this, overlook that, you know. I think he got a really good balance to there. use, you know. Yeah, he's like all gas, no brakes. Yep. And I'm the brakes. You're the brakes. You know? You're the brakes. I'm a little yeah. bit of gra- gas, cruise control, but, yeah. you know, I watch and then you pump the brakes, you know. Yeah, you're like that ninja that sits back and you analyze what's going on before you make a move. I like that. Right, so, right. So I got to understand what's going on. But there's a lot, you know, I look more into the ADOS, like Mike's yeah. in the ADOS also, but yeah. an issue comes along, you know, I'm the one digging into it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I would, I would spread what I know and my knowledge to my guys from there on out. Yeah. So you know, it sounds like you're almost in a position now of you are strictly mentor and research and development is what it kind of sounds to me, but I could be wrong about that. Research development for your team, figuring out. No, hundred percent. Because like I said, you learn every day. Yep. And then now it's the guys go out and then I'm getting multiple things that I need to learn, not just me myself, yeah. you know? So now I'll get things from one tech to another tech mm-hmm. and then we got to come to the table, see what we need to do, see what we need for that, you know, tool wise yeah. or this or that, you know? So it, like me here, I'm just, I'm trying to keep everybody ahead of the curve. Yeah. With the See, company. It sounds like you're that leader that they need. And uh, if anybody is looking to structure a business, if you can get a guy like Steve who could mentor and be your R&D department and figure out what your guys need to do and then oversee those guys, dude, he's worth his weight in gold when it comes to yeah. revenue. When it, it re- You really are, man. You're worth your weight in gold when it comes to revenue. 
Uh, I mean, I'll, Especially I know like the, the ADOS, you know, yeah. like that changes a lot. There's new things coming on. So like I need to do, Dude, you know, my targets. research and my everything else to apply. Yeah, more targets yeah. with different measurements. You know, I use everything now from all data, you know, to launch to all tells measurements to this, to that, you know, then we figure it out. And then also, like I said, my network mm -hmm. that I made over the years of, uh, you know, I have just diet guys that I talk to that just do diagnostics on vehicles all day. Like, not even glass guys, you know. I'm into that world also just to gain the knowledge, yeah. you know, for Auto Glass Direct. Yeah. And then I can apply it to my guys. See? Yeah, see, guys, like, what he's saying, you have to keep that learning going. All right. You so, have to keep going and learning. All right. So we know there's a bunch of different resources for your things, for uh, – I'm going to get your personal opinion on stuff here now, okay? For your yeah. things, for tools. Okay. Steve's go-to your thing. My go-to urethane right now. Right now, we're using Dinatrol. Um, I used them in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, we started using them again. Um, I like their product. I like their procedures, how they are. Um, so far, you know, they're really good. They're supportive. I like a supportive company. I like a company I could call mm -hmm. and get support on. You know, right. oh, something happened here. There's some air in the glue. Yep. You know, what's going on with this batch? You know, I like the. We work with companies that have support. I don't like a company that I could call and then there's no support. Yep. All you right. know, that just makes a product to put out there. Perfect. You know, to me, even if I'm paying more, I'd rather have the support on my side than not have the support. All right. That's you know, a beautiful um, tip. I, we've been using Sika, you know, since I don't even know. Yeah. Day yeah. one. I started on Dow. You know, I was a yeah. 428. Yeah. Then I stepped, I stepped up. You know, I think I was using like 418. I don't know yeah. exactly what it is today. 418 yeah. HV, yeah. Uh, you know, faster drive away times. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, then in the beginning, as I learned about drive away times, then I would have like a summer urethane. Then I would switch to, you know, a winter urethane, yes, depending sir. on, yes, sir. you know, if it's below 40 degrees, you know, all the mm -hmm. proper things, you yep. know. Yeah. I would use something that's above 40 that, that could cure. And then if not, you know, under 40, I would switch at that time. All right. Moving on from your thing, uh, caulking gun. There's many of them out there. What's your go-to caulking gun brand? Uh, started with an M18 um, Milwaukee. But over the time, I mean, that thing is heavy, heavy as balls. Yep. You know, uh, that thing has plenty of power. It could push anything in any weather. Um, I do like the lighter guns now. What is... I use an M12 yep. Milwaukee for the daily. Yep. Um, and we all use sausage. All yeah. use sausage around yes, here. Yes. Why you Either 465s or 600 mostly. Yeah. You know, if you go back to the business end of it, you know, you, you could use a way better product. You know, right now we use a product that's 30 minute drive away down to zero degrees all year round. Because of using the sausages, you save money compared to a cartridge. Yep. Yeah, you know, and, and I just like don't that. like I just don't like personally the start and stop. Even if you have to start and stop on the body, you choose that. You don't choose right. where the ca the uh, cartridge decides to run out. So okay, now right. uh, Steve's go-to setting tool when he's by himself. Um, what do I have? I have a pro set, I have a quick set, and I have a WRD. What is it? The Pro Six setting pro six. tool. Yep, Pro Six. So that those are my daily runarounds. Um. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what we were saying before, you know, when you pull up to a job, you know, you, you pick the, the tool for the job, you know? Yep. I got so that. I like that. Now let's say if I'm, if I'm doing a transit, most likely it's going to be a pro set, you know, the pro yeah. set can handle, I feel, you know, the bigger windshields, the more sturdy, more yes, better. I agree. You know, if I'm doing a Nissan Altima, you know, I might, you know, go in there and use a quick set if available or. You know, I've been using the WRD Pro 6, you know, getting used to that. Um, I like that. I mean, it's a simple design. And very simple. Very, very simple. simple. The sliding action is just bar on bar, the hooks. But I've used it a few times, and I, I like it. I'm not going to lie. I like that. It's a lot simpler than a little buddy to set up. Uh, the yeah. motion's a little bit less smooth than a little buddy or a Aegis. But yeah, it's similar yeah. setup, though, similar technique to yep. it. Yep. It's the, you know, like I had a guy come from the slave light yep. and he used to use the Balron yeah. and it is a uh, similar technique. Like I just showed him it and how to like set it up. And it's like his technique is actually better than mine. Yeah, I got Because I only been using it for, let's say, two years, yeah. you know. Yep. 
and, he's and then his technique somebody, and i'm yeah. like i'm like what do you like he's you know his motion his mm -hmm. everything and i'm looking at him and it, you know he's teaching me yeah yeah and i'm like beautiful oh, like oh you you put that like that you set that like that and then you know i take it into my book like i said even though you know my skill is let's say high mm -hmm. there's all the techniques like you said you see me cutting out a windshield with the wire you yeah. might be like, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, I learned. And then, I learned off and then that's what happens. Yeah. You know, we you learn off of everybody else. You can yeah. learn off of different techniques mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You know, I mean, listen, the Facebook is good for that. If you're, yeah. you're a newer guy, Facebook, you want to chit chat YouTube, about the wire yeah. tools. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's easy, you know. Yeah. Now, what is your go to wire tool? Go to wire tool. I mean, come on, the bat. The bat. I mean, like, really? Who, who can like I'm. I'm hoping, like, I've been, I've been trying to figure out a way to make some contacts because I want a pink one. I want my, like, uh -oh. because, you know, I, I, sh I flashed out with the pink suit and everything, and I, like, pink's no, my no, favorite. Yeah, big with the pink this That's year, right. yeah. My, my pink's my favorite color, so, like, for me, if I could, like, get a pink bat, dude, I would be flossing that shit, like, crazy, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, what is your, um... Okay, so like I have three cold knife blades. Obviously, I have three different cold knives. I know I like that push knife, like what you were showing. Uh, can't believe the equalizer. No, oh, the... the the one that rotates and has different locking. Oh that, yeah, the, yeah, that's the, um, whiz, the pipe knife. Whiz. Yeah, the pipe knife. There pipe it is. knife. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I run a, I run a, what is it? A three eighths? No, quarter to real little blade to cut off underlay moldings if I need to, and then yeah. I have the half inch, one inch. And an inch and a half is my progression with my cold knife blades. And then I also have a two inch if I need it, like Tesla roof glass or something I can't get to. But yeah. what's yours? What's your so, oh real quick with the wire tool, so I carry oh, a spider yeah, yeah, yeah. and a bat. Those are the two I carry. So what a single how do you feet like that spider? and a double? How do you like that spider over the it's bat? nice because like if you got a bigger let's say if I do like um like a truck windshield. Yep. or something that has to come out where the spider don't have enough length to fully wrap around. Mm -hmm. I could just do a single cut, and then with the spider, you get better angles. So better angle? the better the angle, yeah, with the line. So you get a better angle with the line. Like I like to run it, like I tell the guys, run it as parallel to the urethane as possible. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, you get the easiest, you know, cut pull. Like when it's like using a drill or something, yeah, it's the easiest way to get it out. Okay, so it. as a, as an inquisitive mind here, because I don't. I, all I use is the bat. So, like, what yeah. is what is the? I get what you're saying, but why can you get better angles with the spider? I mean, explain that to me. Is it because of the design of the tool? Yes, the the design and then the uh, way the feed goes on the spool. So the bat, the drill goes straight into the head. Yes, and it hangs, you know, right off the glass, like say ninety degrees. Yes, the spider you could tuck down, and the feed is what is that? I don't know if I'm saying it was it's it's like it comes out the side. Okay. So it's not 90 so degrees. It, it's zero degrees, let's say. It's basically. A, it's it, against the glass. So you could tuck the spider oh. down into the dash, use the, the swivel, and have the drill against the windshield. Perfect. So at that point, yeah, you so get you better angle. You don't have to worry about the dash being in the way with the drill or with the... Right. Oh. Or if you have the hand crank, even that spinning yeah. it can get you. Yeah. So, you know, with the drill to the spider, you can almost get that flat with the glass, and then you could pretty much almost get any position tighter. Oh, I with, like with that. The yeah. Hey guys, you know, that, so, that's a, that's important tip right there. So if you have yeah. just the bat, you might. I'm I'm gonna buy a spider. You've convinced me, Steve. I'm gonna. Which one do you do you prefer, the three or the four? Um, I only I have the three. Okay. okay. I just got the four bat. I had the three bat and the four bat. So I just okay. got the four bat. Yeah. Which is which I like in the black. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Now the spider so, three is what you're running. I'm running the Spider Three, the class, okay. yeah, the classic one the that's classic. been out. Okay, okay. And she, she never failed me. All right. Well, she's I'm running good. To, I'm gonna know? have to pick one of those up. It might be, if uh, it might be a used one or something, but uh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna pick one up now because I gotta try this technique that you're talking about. Uh, I know Raul likes the Spider over the bat. I just haven't had a chance to have a conversation with him to figure yeah. out why. But you just pretty much laid it down the explanation of why, and uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. So I'm gonna have to pick me so, one up. Yeah, I mean, the speed definitely comes from the bat. If you're trying to be more efficient, the dual feed yep. is definitely faster. You okay. know, you're going to do move around more positions with the spider, but you're going to get an easier cut. Now, do you put your uh, clamp on the inside, too, or do you keep the clamp on the outside with the spider? Because I know um, with, my, with the... I've got uh, it usually outside. I'll run it, okay. like, around a corner of the glass, uh -huh. and then I'll just come in on an angle, yeah. and then just let the glass hold it. You know, as long as it ain't broken, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, that glass ain't damaged, it won't... 
it won't cut. And then the same thing, like if I need to, you know, move it or anything, it's just easier for me on the outside. Okay. Yeah, because I know when I was using the Raptor for all my stuff, I would kind of run it Cut. like the bat and i would put my yeah, cup on the inside yeah. like the clamp so i was always wondering about because i know they teach to the the method of the clamp on the outside so um, yeah you could do yeah. it with the fiber and maybe the yeah. metal is different because yeah. it would go right through the glass at yeah. that point yeah you know if i had tension it would just yep. start Cut cracking right the glass yeah. and yeah. not even snap yep yep you know that's yeah that's a good tip that's a good yeah i like well you got me convinced of buying one so uh Let's move on to cold knives there. So you got, uh, you like the pipe knife and that's your go-to cold knife. And then your blade I have the selection. pipe knife. I have the, the equalizer, the red one. I don't yeah. know what they call it. Yeah, I have sure the big is. one. Yeah. I have the, the, the smaller one. That's a lower height. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I mean, if you, I do stock a cable pull knife, you know, that's more getting dusty in the toolbox, but I do have it for backup. Yep. You know, um, and then the blades, I usually, if I, uh, you know, back in the day with an older type of cars, let's say if it's, you know, more urethane, you know, it's been replaced a couple of times, I would chase, but I usually don't chase anymore mm -hmm. because of the wire tools. I would yeah. just, if it's that thick, I would just take out the spider or the bat. But, you know, I like using the coal knives on like a newer cars that have the space. Mm -hmm. And then I don't really need to chase, you know, like a thin bead of urethane. You know, I'll have um, maybe eight blades, one inch. And then all of them are paint protected. Yes. Like yeah. they make them without paint protection. To me, that's ancient times. Yep. Just spend the extra couple cents and get the, get paint. the paint protection okay. because those things, I mean, I mean, they work phenomenal. Yes. You know, by accident, you rub the paint or something. They do not damage paint yep. at all. Yep. Like I seen a guy do a 3316. What is that? A Jetta? Yeah. That's fully exposed. Yeah. And then I seen him knife. run the knife tight. I seen him run the knife like the, the cold knife was on the paint. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was in another place, you know, for another company. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And it came out. And I was like, at that point, I knew I had to get those. Yeah. Because there wasn't a scratch on the car. Yeah. Because of the paint protection. Paint protection. You know, just that little coating yeah. or whatever that it had. Yep. 100%. If you're using them, yep. that's what you should be using today. 100%. Is, it, is that is that Ultra Wiz? The Ultra Thin, Ultra Wiz paint protected ones, I believe it is? Yeah, yeah. The Ultra yeah. Wiz, I don't know the exact numbers, but they yeah, make them in all yeah. sizes. Yep. And then going back to sharpness, you know, if I'll stock about 10 inch and then 10 inch and a half. And once I use them a few times, they go into a separate, I have my separate, you know, in my bin, a separate bin that's, you know, not sharp blades and it's sharp blades. Need so I use it sharp. if I feel it going down or anything, you know, if I'm on the road, it gets tossed into that bin and then I use a new, a new sharpened blade. Yeah. yeah. After that absolutely that's that's perfect now when yeah, it comes you to have your, to yeah when it comes to your scrapers uh your pinch weld preparation what do you use um like i said you previous i used uh you know long knives yep and then uh we try transition to scrapers yes i like uh like i had an equalizer scraper the w any of the ones with the rechangeable little blades that they sell uh-huh so the wrd wing tips yep. those are beautiful they could get expensive but they work phenomenal BTB, like i'll have that thing, along yeah. BTB, I like, but I like using a sharp blade. Yeah. You know, so like a few of the guys have the BTBs. I don't have nothing against them. It's just more maintenance, yes. I feel. Yes. And then you sharpen them. They're not as sharp as like a freshly sharpened razor blade. No, they're You know, not. you get the one-sided uh, Panther makes them, equalizer makes them. You know, you could get them five-eighths, three-quarter of an inch. You know, I use mm -hmm. those and then dispose of them as I go. Yep. You know, you could probably get a few vehicles out of them. You know, they cut accurate. They cut beautifully. Like I said, I like to keep all my tools sharp for less damage on your body and less damage on the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. Okay, so we, we covered you know, caulking guns. We covered setting tools. We covered wire outs. We covered pinch weld preparation. Um, you covered your urethane that you like to use. Uh, do you have a brand that you prefer more than others when it comes to your generalized hand tools or drills or anything? Um... I mean, I just use, you know, I'll use the basic tools that get the job done. Mm -hmm. You know, I have some snap-on stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, my drills in Milwaukee. Yep. You know, I, I, I buy, you know, what, what, what makes the function easier. Yep. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go get a snap-on drill that's $800, you know, just because it's all snap-on, you yeah. know. Same I'll use set. the Milwaukee. Yeah, same with the stock you know, sets. Get what you can afford. 
Like, yeah, for real. There's plenty of companies, man. You could go get tank thing, gear wrench, you Pittsburgh. know. Yeah. Pittsburgh, you know, yeah. if you want to get away with that. I mean, listen, if it breaks, you go right back to the store and get the warranty, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I said, going back before, I'd rather work with a company that has the backing. Yeah. What you know, where I could, yeah. I could call them. Yeah, like Tekton. Yep. You know, I snapped the socket one time. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, send an email. The next day I come into work, there's a socket in the mail. Yeah. They didn't even tell me they were sending it. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. beautiful. You know, like I like working beautiful. with companies like that. Yeah, agreed. Now I'm a brand whore. Like I like all my stuff to match. I'm I'm fucking weird. So, like, I hear you. I know this all like listen. <laughs> listen, these tools you use every day. Like I said, yeah. if you have passion in what you're doing, these are your your hands yeah. at work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you need to do yeah. you know what's good for yourself to make your, your day and life easier. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. Now um let's uh I know you've worked with all the eight ass calibration. Um What's your go-to stand? I, I think I know what you're going to say, but, like, what is your go-to stand? All right. I mean, I have – I had everything from Altel, OptiAim, and the OptiAim was the master, master stand at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, the biggest upgraded stand. Um, oh, I had Top Don. Yes, sir. I which bought is, Top Don. <laughs> yes, Top Don. That thing was good, which is similar to the launch. Yep. Uh, very similar to that. So I could say, you know, I use both of those. Yeah. I do like the way that stand folds up, you know, compared to like, let's say MA600. Yep. Like that one gets slim. You could throw it right in the truck. Yeah. Um, to me, I'm about lightweight and efficiency and then, you know, less strain on the guys. Yeah. So up to date, we use car cow. Car cow. Yep. You know, the setups on there. And then, like I said, the first thing when I went to them and then they flew out to us to give us a demonstration. The first thing I said. If I run this thing over right now with my truck, how fast can you get me parts? And he says, I have them on the shelf right now, ready to be shipped at his home base. Damn. Right there. Like I said, working with companies was the big thing. Because Altel, you know, uh, the gearbox, uh, yeah. something happened with that. It blew out. It, uh-huh. it wouldn't go up and down. Yeah. And I'm over there manually setting it, locking it. Oh, yeah. You know, I got the job done, but it just made life harder. Yeah. So I called them like, oh, I need a part. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's three weeks out. I said, three weeks out. I said, I got <laughs> calibrations the next, you know. And at this time, we were doing calibrations pretty consistent. And I said, listen, yeah, I can't just go and reschedule 50% of my days. You know, and that's what pushed pushed me to look for other companies that had the parts readily available. Yeah. And at that point, that's when Top Don came in. Yeah. I because they're you. local. They're local to me in Jersey. You mm-hmm. know, they have them in stock. Something happens. You know, they're going to send it out to you right away. Yep. You know, that was another thing. So, yeah, um, we use Autel and launch tablets. I've uh, been using those. Uh, I used the G-Scan 3 back in the day. Good tablet. Yeah. You know, fast, snappy, everything like that. I just didn't like, I mean, for me, understanding it, I know how to put the inputs, you know, measure the wheel arch heights, like you do the yeah. math and everything like that. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen a G-Scan. There's a lot more manual measuring and um, work that goes into it. I haven't personally used that Opti-AIM yeah. G-Scan. Um, basically, I've worked with Launch, and I've worked with Top Don, and like I told you a little bit prior to, I'm willing to change, but I am a brand whore, so I like for all my stuff to match. So I have the Top Don stand and targets I bought off of you. And then I have a Top Don tablet that I bought off of Lee. And then we also have a launch tablet. And right. me personally, I like that Top Don. But the Top Don was my first introduction to it. So that's what I did probably right. 250, 300 calibrations on. So like I know my way around it a lot more than the launch. The launch is good. It's quick and it, it does its thing. And uh, our new guy, he's using the launch more than way more than i do I, I don't even touch the launch if i don't have to but yeah right. yeah for me it's top gone i dude i am like really really loving on that car cow like i saw it at autoglass week and picked it yeah. up and see and like dude i mean just the the transportability like just to be able to get it up and into the van you know like that that top down one's nice but it weighs like 100 pounds you know right that's the main thing that you know call my eyes too because like i said now I got to think about the team. I got to think about the fatigue. I got to think about mm-hmm. the work. Yeah. You know, guys get beat up. They get tired. I mean, that's how you get injured. Yeah. No, 100%. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to finish a day or something like that. They, you know, they're exhausted. Then it goes on, you know, day to day within the week. Yeah. And for us, you know, 
uh, for us, our stays in the shop. Like we don't do uh, mobile calibrations yeah. as of now. But I mean, it might be something that we have to venture down in the future. And if that's the case, and I'm going from shop to shop to shop with this thing, and figuring out, dude, that car cow, even in the shop, just sheer moving it because we help our auto shops like kind of small. It's taken over by our like we got a huge building, but our commercial glazing is just ridiculous right now the amount of work that they have it's just overflow so we got to move our stuff around a lot of their their stuff so like even having that in the shop to be in real lightweight i'm i'm seriously thinking about seriously thinking about leaning on that car cow i mean i haven't pulled the trigger yet but i i really like it um the way it felt at the auto glass week and just all that so yeah and then listening to you guys talk about it and the insider stuff it it definitely seems like that's you know, a more functional way to go. Yeah. It's a very easy setup. I mean, just for the basic, you know, lane departure, like I started getting into the radars and the blind spots and everything, you know, recently, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been, I've been practicing in there. You know, like I said, it's a whole nother learning curve, you know, of the oh, ADOS yeah. world. Yeah. The, it's a whole nother yeah. thing, you know, but yeah. as you know, if I have time, I like to venture into all the things, you know, I always like to learn. That's you my, know? that's my next thing is I, I've read yeah. about them and I've learned a little bit and I've, I've kind of ventured down that hole, but I've never actually done a radar calibration, but that's my next thing I want to do. I want yeah. to, I want to be able to, obviously I can do an auto glass job start to finish, uh, calibrations, pre-scans, post-scans, installation, all that. But I want to be able to, when I get a Honda and it says, you know, milliwave radar, you know, needs recalibrated for whatever reason you get it from a body right. shop. Right? I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to be like, this is this is the full job. Like, you can come to me for all this, you know. Or, hey, I just got my, you know, car line and tires done down at tire discounters, and they didn't redo my shit. Okay, stop in here. I'll got I'll get all your shit lined up. You know, I can do it with the the windshields right now. I can reshoot there. You know, which is pretty much all you need to do with the ADAS for a tire change or an alignment is if they change tire size and you got to go in and actually change the uh, the uh, all measurements inside the system to make sure that's calibrating correctly. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, yeah, we try try to keep it as most stock as possible. You know, I don't, I don't get into, like, the bigger tires and everything yet. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, do you guys set the guys' vans up, or do you let them set their own up? Um, It's rigged. I mean, I let them set up mostly themselves, because, like I said, everybody has their own way of setting the vans up. I mean, there's a basic setup of, like, a shelf or this or that, things mm-hmm. hanging, yeah. you know, the waste for setting tools but mostly their toolbox everything like that that's up to the guy you yeah. know okay if he wants a crate here with moldings and this and that mm-hmm. you know that's for them you know i look at it like this every tech needs their own way you know for their type of speed you know it might it, to me like like i told my guys before i seen it's like i seen guys put it in the windshield like they're doing a backflip and put it in the car and it's like <laughs> you know i at the end of the day the job gets done the same way yeah perfectly done right yeah, they have different techniques. Yep, you know, to each his own. You know, if it gets done right, I can't say nothing. Yeah, as long as there's an ethic, you know, they have ethics right. about what they do, and yeah, you're right. As long as there's a safe windshield that you can return to that customer, yeah, right. who cares? There's a lot of ways to do it right, even more to do it right. wrong. But if you're doing it like right, there's certain yeah. things, you know, with the urethane, the procedures, 100 yeah. percent that yep. you know we want our way. Yep. Like there's no other way but our way. Yeah. But you yep. know, a setting tool, like I said, a cutout. Yeah, that's all pretty much goes on the technician. Like I have an older guy, you know, he's a big dude. He's like six something. Yeah. You know, he has weight and he could pull a coal knife the, the ways I can't pull a coal knife. Yeah. Know. You know, like I'm taking out a bat because I'm weak, <laughs> you know, and then he goes over there like, ah, and it's just like, it's like okay, and he gets it done you, in two Hulk. seconds. And I'm like, all right, you good know, for you, Hulk, I got this. I'm, I'm doing the same thing over here, but I'm just less right. fatigued at the end of the day than you are. So, right, right. All right, so we're coming up on an hour here. Uh, I want to finish this off with a uh, a funny story in the auto glass that you have. Um, I want you to share with everybody. It could be anything. I just want it to be as comical as you can remember. Uh, that's just kind of like the way I want to end it, and then we'll just uh, we'll talk again in the future. Uh, funny time. Let's see. Let's see. Well, I used to work for a shop. Um, back in New York, you know, when I was starting the journey and, uh, you know, I was exposed to everything, the butchers, the, the, forget it, the good techs. Like I pretty much, you know, been through the mill and seen it all, you know, um, from shops techniques to like, you know, I could go back and think now and it's like, it's like 
obscene what they were doing. <laughs> you know, even then, I'm like, this is out of control. Yeah. You know, but uh, there was one guy, I remember, he was a big dude, heavy-handed, and he used to always slap the glass in. You know, they tell you <laughs> yeah. not to. Yep, yep. So this guy was doing, like, a glass. We waited, I don't even know, a month to get on the back glass on, like, a, a key or something. I forgot what it was. He puts the thing in. And he didn't set the setting pin right. So the glass was like three inches off the car. He's over there just whacking it. Puts his hand right through the back glass. Oh, like full force. No. And I'm like, I told him too. I said, I said, listen, the pin's not set. It's just going to come against the glass and go. You know, and he's like, ah, nah, nah, slapping it, slapping it. Boom, right through the thing, you know. But it's just oh. like, it goes back to technique and stuff, yeah. man. It's just like. You know, if you yeah. if you looked at your pen's alignment, it would have been in like butter. Yeah. You know, like OEM yeah. glass goes in like butter. Nothing else before. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He, I bet he felt like a heel, man. Steve's over there, oh, like, my dude, God. dude, dude, it's a boosh. Yeah. And I knew it was coming well, yeah. sooner or later. You know, once yeah. I seen the pen out, and I told him, I said, "Listen, it's gonna go." And he's like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, Boom! Puts his hand right through the thing, and I'm like, "They just waited four weeks. That's terrible." <laughs> you know. Custom has been waiting, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is a mess. Wait even longer, so this is a mess all around. Yeah. All right, man, so parting words for everybody. Until the next time, you got any? Use safety glasses ah. and keep your blades sharp. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey. Also wear gloves. I mean, a lot of Yo, guys yeah. don't wear gloves. I'm still yelling gloves. at my guys to wear yep. gloves. Like, yeah. you know, yep. even if you're just touching the car, wear gloves. And change you know your know gloves I mean? often. If you're wearing nitrils, change your gloves often. If you're wearing uh, mechanics gloves... Don't jump into a khaki ass car with your mechanic gloves you just took off the fucking wipers with. Right. I mean, change right. your gloves often. Use the gloves for the outside. Use the gloves for the in the nitrils. Yeah. I bought nitrile gloves because I don't know, like, if anything goes on with the you know, like the COVID shit. Yep. And then all the, I around here we couldn't even get gloves. Gloves yeah. were selling for forty dollars a box. Forty. I wanted to kill. I wanted to kill people. I said, yeah. this is this is crazy for rubber. Yeah. And then they give you the second runoffs that you're pulling. The finger pops off. Whoa. It was a nightmare. Terrible. So now I bought direct. And I have yeah. legitimately, like in our stock room, yeah. like I'm ready for another whatever comes. Like yeah. I have probably 20 cases of nitros yeah. in stock yeah. like to last me a, a year, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because, you know, like I tell them, you know, yeah. just go go with your hands nice and clean. Yep. Yep. Change your gloves. You know? Often, so. Hey, man, it's been wonderful talking shop with you. This has been fun. This has been amazing. Uh, we could go on for hours. I just want to keep oh, them a forget bit, it. I just want to keep them a little bit shorter so the guys can listen to it while they're doing an install or they can just, you know, between jobs, jump into it. So, Steve, you've been amazing, and I can't wait to talk to you and Mike again. This is great. Appreciate it, James. Yeah, man, I can't wait to come back. We got we to gotta mix it up a little more. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, we could get on this and go for – for days <laughs> yeah for days in the glass industry absolutely and, you know and, from business all the way down to tech side yeah and if there's ever a time that you or mike like because you guys got a bigger social platform than i do so you guys giving me the freaking shout out on that shit just to get your list your people listening to your episodes that would be just freaking off the hook for me but like if there's ever a time you guys want to be like hey i need it just shoot me a text we'll come on and we'll talk about it even if it's five minutes we'll talk about it we'll get it because this isn't any more than the industry like i'm not putting this out to the public if public wants to listen to it that's fine it's on the podcasters but yeah I'm, I'm only broadcasting the advertising of it to the industry to try to help guys out and so if there's ever a chance you're like shit i want to talk to james about that just fucking text me dude and we'll get on here and talk about it yeah we'll put it out there all right man definitely all right, you know brother. hey enjoy your day man i know you got a lot you of too james right. have a good monday all right i'll all see right. you on the next later brother all right, guys, that's it. That was Steve. Like, uh, come on, man. Like, you guys want to shop talk? You got some motherfucking shop talk right there. Um, I really do hope that this uh, gets to a lot of people with what they need. Uh, if you need to know about the shop talk, um, you know they've got a, a ton. They've got the Autoglass Direct on Facebook, on uh, YouTube instagram i'm sure they've got tiktok i'm sure they've got all that stuff and they've showed their techniques and they've been putting out youtube videos for years like years i've been watching them for quite a while like the unboxing of the top don the uh the way steve saves the setting pins on the windshields to reuse when he's r and i them that right there i use that technique a lot now and you know i picked up that technique from them i obviously you guys heard me i picked up my my top down equipment from them, my targets and everything. 
I got a second hand from them. Um, phone call to Mike to get me set up on my first Honda. It was bing, bang, boom. No big deal. He told me exactly what to do. I did it. He knew the fucking measurements off the top of his head. Steve knew the measurements off the top of his head, too. It was awesome. They're, they're great dudes. I really do believe they're changing this industry. They're going to make this a community that people can rely on, and they're making it safer for our customers. That's the main thing. They're making it safer for our customers. If anybody, uh, you know, I'm going to release a few. I think I'm about, um, please in the comments let me know, because I'm thinking about doing a shop spotlight, which will be if you have a business, an auto glass shop that you want to drop on here, um, be a five, ten minute little interview, kind of telling about yourself, telling what's going on, uh, drop it down, little advertisement for yourself. Um, please hit me up in the on the Facebook Messenger, or you know just let me know your business info, and I will you know put it out there. If that's an episode, if that's a, a spot you guys aren't interested in, that's cool too. Just let me know in the comments because you know I'm trying to figure out the best way to make my audience bigger better and love it more uh we we do have some some things coming back up in into the future we'll deal with some more mental health stuff dealing with some for, more physical health stuff uh, because we ride around in vans all day in vans all day you sit a lot of times but when you're up you got to be up you got to be ready to go and eating you know running through a fucking fast food chain and throwing it down your neck as fast as you can just so you can get to the next job that's not the best practices man so like I've got I've got some things planned for that as well. Um, this has been great. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for the more episodes to come out. I've got a couple people coming on. Uh, I'll probably release one today. I might try to release one Thursday. Uh, I got to get uh, some of my California boys on. Uh, so yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be good. I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I've got some things coming. Um, so yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to Put Them on the Glass podcast. Your one and only podcast for auto glass. Nah, just kidding. Hey, love you guys for the, thank you for listening. A little shout out to Steve and uh, Michael. Um, thanks for this episode. Hey, peace.